Welcome to the Bombsiety Minute. I'm Alicia Hammer, certified holistic health coach and creator of Women's Intuition Health Coaching, empowering moms to conquer stress and anxiety, unlocking their full potential to feel alive, energized, and serene in their own skin. In this episode, I'm going to talk about gratitude and joy. Gratitude and cultivating joy are like superfoods for your mental health. They might sound simple, but they pack a powerful punch when it comes to reducing stress and anxiety. As we move into November, closer to Thanksgiving, it's important to continue a practice of gratitude throughout the whole year and not just during this thankful holiday. If there's ever a topic you'd like more information on or have a question about, please feel free to contact me via email or website, both linked below. I'd love to discuss more with you. In the last episode, we discussed how positivity can affect our food. There have been studies on how positive emotions and words can align molecular structures of water and how they can affect the taste of food. But being grateful and cultivating joy and positivity has benefits beyond our food. Gratitude is like a magic potion for your mind. Coming off Halloween here, still in the magic realm. So when you practice gratitude, you're essentially taking a moment to appreciate the good things in your life, no matter how big or small. It's like flipping a switch from focusing on what's lacking to appreciating what you have. Gratitude is not just a warm and fuzzy concept. It's actually backed by science. Studies have shown that practicing gratitude can lead to numerous mental health benefits. Here are four. One, it reduces stress. When you focus on the positive aspects of your life, it's hard for stress to steal the spotlight. Gratitude helps lower your stress levels, making you feel more at ease. Number two, it improves your mood. Grateful people tend to be happier because they're tuned into the goodness around them. This positive outlook can help fend off feelings of anxiety and sadness. Number three, it enhances resilience. Gratitude can give you like a mental armor that helps you bounce back from adversity. When you appreciate the good stuff, it's easier to handle the tough stuff. And lastly, number four, it strengthens relationships. Expressing gratitude to others can deeper your connections. The more you appreciate people, the more they'll want to be around you, creating that supportive network that everyone needs for your mental well-being. Incorporating gratitude into your daily routine doesn't require a major life overhaul. It can be as simple as keeping a gratitude journal or setting aside time for activities that bring you joy. We vastly underestimate the power of our hobbies. It doesn't sound like something that you do for your health, right? It sounds like, you know, our hobbies are just something extra, but 
they are so vastly under underestimated. Um, so whether it's, you know, just watching a sunset or reading a good book, drinking a warm cup of tea or spending time with your loved ones, these practices can actually be your secret weapons against stress and anxiety. So I personally have a gratitude journal that I keep next to my bed. Um, And during those times of the year when I know I'm going to be really stressed out, I get in the habit of writing it. So like lately, I've really been getting back into the habit of writing it in it um, because the holidays are coming up. And it's not just something that I do because of Thanksgiving. Um, it really is just I I kind of plan it out like, okay, I know the holidays are stressful for me. This time of the year can get uh, a bit overwhelming. So I start doing it. And all I do is I just have this little notebook and I just list three things each night that I'm grateful for from that day. It's nothing fancy. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it doesn't only help me in that moment while I'm writing it. Um, it's something like, you know, some days are a lot harder than others, right? And some days I get to that piece of gratitude and I'm like, God, there's nothing I'm grateful for. This was an atrocious day. My life is a mess, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that doom and gloom, right? We all have those days. Um, but then I can look back and I can see all of the other things that I have been grateful for. And that really helps me out in those really hard times. And I'm just like, nothing is good. So it helps me in that way too. And everyone has a different perception of stress. So this practice helps with changing that perception because that's really all that stress is. It's your perception. So Everyone has different triggers for stress and being able to change your perception and change your focus can really help you with the effects of stress. And gratitude is just one way that you can cultivate joy in your life. People often confuse joy and happiness though. So happiness is more of a reaction to something. It's temporary where joy is more of like a state of mind. It's something that you can feel through times of heartache, injustice, and sorrow. Um, it's, it's more of like a selfless thing, um, more of an inward feeling of contentment and peace. So, you know, you can be going through bad days. You can be going through heartache, feeling deep sorrow, but you can still have that joy about your life and just like life in general, right? So so those two things can still happen simultaneously. Whereas when you are experiencing great loss, sorrow, heartache, it's a lot harder to feel happiness, okay? Those two things don't go hand in hand where you can still feel that joy about your life, but still be feeling sad. And whenever I'm in, in a mood, I'm having a bad day, I see, you know, I'll, I'll go and try to like find inspiration and try to get me out of the funk. But whenever I see the messages of like, you know, these are the things you used to pray for, you know, those types of messages, I do not receive them well. Um, because 
you know, it's really hard when you're in those depths of the darkness, when you're really feeling down to hear these types of messages because they, they kind of then make me feel guilty and more stressed out that like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I have, I'm living this life that I've dreamed of and I've prayed for, you know, and then all of a sudden I feel super guilty on top of having a really bad day. So instead of looking for messages like that, I've found that it's more helpful to remind myself that it's just a bad day, not a bad life. And I really like this message because it still acknowledges that what is going on right now in that moment or on that day, it is rough and my feelings are okay. And it's okay to be feeling that way about this one day, but don't get bogged down on it and start feeling like your whole entire life is bad. So I I personally like that message more and I kind of seek that message out, um, you know, when I am having those hard days of of gratitude and, and joy. So besides getting into a habit of gratitude, there are many ways to cultivate joy in your life. And this list is is not complete. It's um not a comprehensive list. There are many, many ways that you can cultivate joy in your life, but here are a few that I wanted to note. So the first one here is to savor the moment. And, you know, I actively make note of like those juicy moments, uh, like sitting on the couch or sitting in bed with my kids on my lap, just reading books or like sitting at the dinner table eating together, those really simple life moments, nothing extraordinary is happening. It's just our everyday life. When you know, things just feel peaceful and wonderful, they feel so joyful. And I carry those peaceful moments with me as fuel when my life starts to get pretty murky. Another thing is engaging in play. You can do activities that bring out your inner child. It's great. It's okay. You don't have to be an adult for a little bit. You can act like a child. Um, And really, the greatest thing about being a mom is that my kids are constantly wanting me to engage and play with them. You know, it's, it's very easy to then just go and play, right? But it can also be really difficult to balance your mom duties and play right? It, it always seems like the kids want to play and want you to play with them like when you're right in the middle of making dinner or like something like that. Um, but I do keep in mind the importance of engaging with them and its benefits for cultivating joy and, you know, just on their development in general. You can also connect with loved ones. So spending quality time with family and friends can really be a great source of joy. Life can get in the way of true quality time though. Um, So like watching a movie as a family, in my opinion, is not quality time together. To me, the connection is really in like conversation, uh, eye contact, you know, the actions toward each other, not just, you know, sitting there watching a TV. Um, So you know, running around, playing games outside, indoor board games, reading books together, 
again, those things, in my opinion, are more connecting activities. And beyond connecting with our kids, it's important to connect with you know, your husband or your significant other, your friends, right? When we become moms, it's the whole dynamic totally changes. And sometimes it feels like connecting with people is just another chore on my list. You know, now that I'm a mom, it just feels like one more thing that I need to do and need to schedule. And when I became a mom, it really felt like I was alone. Um, And anytime I would do like a play date, you know, something with other moms, it's so much more convenient to just do a play date, have your kids there, get the kids together, you know, but I can never actually connect with my friends, my mom friends, because we're always running around chasing the kids, taking care of them. You know, again, the kids want us to play with them. Like that to me is really not a time to make that connection with another mom. So, you know, when I talk about making connections with your husband or your friends, what I'm talking about is really that child-free connecting time. You know, on top of the playdate time, I'm not saying playdates are bad. You know, they definitely have their place and they're a great way to meet other moms. Um, but really, when it comes to a true connection, uh, I'm talking about that child-free time. Um, another way is to help others, which, okay, as a mom, it's this is kind of our job description, right? It's what we do all day, every day. But I think we lose perspective of this too. So we, again often see helping our children as a chore, right? What, but what if we started to change our perspective of, you know, oh, I have to get my children ready. I have to make the meals. I have to feed them. I have to keep them clean. They need a bath, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that moms do, right? But what if we change that perspective from things we have to do to things we're helping them do, That idea that, you know, we're helping them, not helping ourselves. Um, You know, so often it's like, oh, I have to get their shoes on. I have to get them in the car. I have to brush their teeth. I, 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 right? It, It really becomes about me. And it's not about me. It's about helping them, right? So kind of getting that, again, perspective, that perspective switch, Um, when it comes to taking care of our children, we are helping them to grow, to live, you know, it becomes a little more selfless. You can also set and achieve goals. So setting and achieving personal goals, no matter how small, can really bring a sense of accomplishment and joy. So make sure you celebrate your successes. And remember, progress is a journey in itself. The goal is progress. It is not perfection. You can practice mindfulness. Mindfulness meditation can help you stay present in the moment and fully appreciate it, which kind of goes back to um, one of my earlier tips. So being mindful of your thoughts, emotions, and surroundings can really lead to moments of joy. Um, But it can be a challenge when you are just starting out to find time to really practice this mindful meditation. But the more you practice, the 
better you're able to do it when there is chaos around you. You can surround yourself with positivity. Limit exposure to negative news and media. I really can't say this enough. Turn off the news. It is just all negative stuff. Take breaks from social media. Instead, fill your life with positive, uplifting content. Books, music, other people who just radiate positivity. People have energy. And if they're giving off that negative energy to you, it's a good idea to distance yourself a bit. You don't have to completely cut them out, but be mindful of how their energy affects you. You can create a joy list. You can make a list of activities, places, or experiences that bring you joy. When you're feeling down, you can look at this list for inspiration on how to lift your spirits. It's just like the gratitude list or the gratitude journaling that I do. They really go hand in hand. Um, you could even kind of do both gratitude and joy, right? They, they can both lift your spirit, spirits in times when, you know, you're just, you're feeling down. All right, this one's my favorite. Embrace laughter. Do you ever notice how often your kids laugh? They laugh all the time, even when they're getting in trouble, which is the most frustrating time. But they are always laughing. Join with them. Join in the laughter. Laughter really, truly is the best medicine. You can practice self-compassion. I am always saying, have grace with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Forgive your mistakes. Accept that it's okay to have bad days and that joy is not the same as happiness. You might not be feeling happy, but you can still have joy in your life. This is also one that's near and dear to my heart. Embrace nature. It's free and it's so vastly underrated. Spending time in nature can be a powerful source of joy. Whether it's a hike in the woods, a day at the beach, or just sitting in a park, nature has a way of revitalizing your spirit. And best yet, do it barefoot. Another thing is to engage in what we call flow activities. So you can find activities that challenge your skills just enough to keep you engaged, but, but that don't overwhelm you. When you're in a state of flow, you can experience that deep joy and fulfillment. And lastly, and really this is the hardest one, learn to let go. Release those negative emotions and grudges. Holding on to anger, resentment, or regrets can be joy draining. Forgiveness and letting go can free you to experience joy more fully, but it can definitely be easier said than done. One thing that really helped me was remembering that forgiveness is for you to let go. It is not to make the other person feel better. So you forgive because holding on to it only hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. And this seems like a very long list, but if you are trying to cultivate more joy in your life, try just one or two of these and see how you feel afterward. 
you don't have to do them all in order to find joy in your life. I hope that I have given you a better understanding of the importance of gratitude and joy and how they affect your mental health. If you are a mom battling stress and anxiety and you're eager for personalized guidance on how to reclaim control over your life through holistic healing methods, I'm here for you. You can sign up to meet with me and embark on a remarkable journey towards tranquility and empowerment. Don't wait. Take the first step towards your brighter, stressless future. Sign up now and let's begin this empowering journey together. Your well-being is worth it. Thank you for listening and make sure to thank yourself for showing up today. Take care.